All right. So, uh, two years from now, uh huh, you've been given a one-year suspension from comedy. <sighs> Why? You were teaching a, a comedy class. Oh no! And um, you were teaching the class at the uh, the Velveeta Room. No one knew you were doing it. Okay. You'd break in when it was uh, closed, and you would like open the front and stuff. Like you made sure that, like no one who knew you knew what was going on. All this stuff. Why would I do that? Because you're aching to teach. You can feel it. All- and I would break into the Velveeta room. Yeah, you, you were too shy to ask the owner. <sighs> I'm too shy, but I'm willing to commit a crime. Yeah, dude, you've been chasing the adrenaline rush lately. That sucks, Pat. You've been doing stuff like uh, wall climbing. No. You've been going doing that thing where um, there are fans that keep you in the air, almost like you're doing skydiving. Yeah. You know? You've been like chasing that rush lately, dude. So I, but it, you were in the middle of a uh, bank robbery. Uh, what the fuck, Pat? I was robbing a bank? No, no, no. You were at the bank. Oh, okay. You had to get some money out because you had to go uh, to CeCe's Pizza. And you stopped taking cards? No, but you were just like, you know, it's uh, it was right around Christmas time. Yeah. And you wanted to tip the uh, the people who worked there. In cash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you went to the bank. Austin's first national bank of Austin. <laughs> okay. Austin's first national bank of Austin. They fucked it up when they uh <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, when they when they uh but it was it's the oldest bank in Texas. Yeah. So like they, they don't dare change the name. Okay. It's like, you know, maybe they knew something we don't. So you're in there, this Jesus. guy this guy robs the bank. Yeah. This dude walks in, he's got like a mask on. Uh-huh. He's like, everyone hit the fucking ground. I'm here for the bank's money, not yours. So stay down. Or I'll blow your fucking brains out. Jesus, that's bitch. aggressive. And you're like, holy shit. When when is this occurring? This is um like right now. Oh okay. I, mean, I, mean, I mean sorry, two years in the future. Okay, two yeah. years in the future. The current, yeah, yeah. So okay. you um and like you're kinda like near the guy and uh like he has like a, a gun, a shotgun uh drawn on the the bank teller. It's just this fifteen year old girl. Jesus. And she's like fifteen she's a bank teller at fifteen? Yeah, she was a bank teller prodigy. <laughs> oh, she yeah. comes from a uh, a long line of bank tellers. <laughs> God damn it! What was her name? Tiffany Teller. <laughs> her name was Tiffany Teller. T e l l l e r. Why is there a third L in there? It's just it's how they did in the old country. They're not entirely sure where it was. They just have vague sort of uh, memories of it. But but she's a she's Tiffany a Teller, prodigal yeah. bank teller. She is very good at her job. However. She's still young. So, like, yeah, she's a prodigy, but she still, you know, <laughs> will fuck up because she's like a kid, basically. You know, it's, it's her first week on the job. She accidentally hit this button that, like, closed all the vaults and, like, locked them. Yeah. So the guy's like, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't get you any money. Like, the, the everything's locked. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker, I'll kill you. And then you just thought to yourself, that's not how that girl dies. Tiffany, tell her not today. You spring to your feet and you run at this guy almost like in slow motion. He turns to you and you fucking clean this guy's clock. You punch him in the jaw so hard it shatters. He falls over. He's knocked unconscious. Everyone looks up and they look at you and 
they get you get a standing ovation. Like like they they put your name in the the paper and stuff like that. So ever since then, you've been like on this search for just a fucking adrenaline rush, something. Because like ever since then, like if you don't get like a like a like a uh, a dren rush in, you call them dren rushes. A dren rush, yeah. Pat, you wear like sunglasses. No, fuck you. I call them dren rushes. Yeah. If you don't get a dren rush in well, at least once a day, that fucking sucks. Like you can't fall asleep and, and you find yourself like crying and stuff like that. Like it, it, it's it's a weird thing. I'm addicted to dren rushes. You, you need the dren rush, dude. I'm a dren rush junkie. Yeah, you're a dren head. Ugh. So uh, you've been doing like a, like a whole bunch of like uh, kind of crazy stuff, you know. So you kind of like I said, you're kind of in like this uh, adrenaline rush kind of mood. So you're teaching uh, this comedy class uh at the valve so you've been breaking in to get that rush you know yeah and uh you're just pocketing all the money and like no one knows like like you like you fucking you're pulling the wool over everyone's eye every saturday you go there and uh you talk to the bartender and he's like hey what's up he's just a big fat idiot and, like he has no idea <laughs> and like you, you're like oh nothing he's like oh you're busy these days and you're like huh not really and you smile and he smiles back and you think to yourself what a dumb motherfucker and this is part of your dren rush is that you go to kind of like mock him to his face but he has no idea you're chasing that dren dude this sucks yeah so um you were teaching this comedy class and um you how much money am i pulling down you charge everyone uh 10 bucks a week why wouldn't i just say hey i've got a group of people who are interested in doing this like come open this up for me you thought about doing that but then you remember that feeling you got when you charged that gunman, when you said to yourself, I am making a conscious choice to save another human being's life. Yeah. And you think to yourself, fuck that. You're like, <laughs> I'm living on the fringe of society from here on out. <laughs> You're just chasing that rush. Man. Oh, man. this. <sighs> so um, this you, you, you teach them and like you end up it's 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 ten bucks a head every every class. Put you to bed. Ten bucks a, put you to bed. Yeah, that's the name of the class. It's called the uh, the, the the bedtime comedy class. Yeah, and underneath it says in quotes, ten dollars a head, put them to bed. And there's a tribute to uh, Aaron Brooks. So you uh, you're teaching this class, and you actually end up doing really really well. Um, so well, in fact, that um, you decide to yourself, I'm going to teach these guys the funniest joke i know and uh you, you you've never settled on stage just because like you're not really sure what, what you know i don't know you just like it's just something you wanted to hold on to for when it mattered you know <sighs> and so you told them the joke uh and they're and they were like oh okay whatever like you're just kind of showing off and um one of them went out to an open mic and he told the joke and it was so funny that ev like everyone in attendance uh, they laughed so hard their stomachs exploded jesus christ yeah so your punishment for teaching them the forbidden joke uh what the fuck it's not a crime to teach somebody a goddamn joke pat it's freedom of speech you check the like you think so bill of rights you check the bylaws and like what bylaws of austin the fuck austin you. you go down to the courthouse the guy working there chubby alone uh. berg is there and he's like uh <coughs> he like he's like a town historian he like shows you uh his name's Chubby, like that's his nickname because he's just like real fucking thin. They're being ironic. His real name is um, 
Thomas Dash David. Thomas Dash David Malonberg. Yeah. But he goes by Chubby. So he uh, shows <laughs> you. Why the fuck did I need to know that? Well, just because he hits you wondering who the guy was. He's a fan of yours. He's like, look, I've seen you do stand up so many times. You're, you're real funny. Uh, but yeah, according to these bylaws, like, that's legal. So what can you do? So you're basically suspended from comedy for a year. Uh, so what does, that, what does that mean? What does that even mean, Pat? They find out that you gave away the forbidden knowledge, and they're like, "Who finds that out?" The um, the comedy committee. They're a uh, the ruling body of uh, comics in town. Every city has their own like small ruling uh, group of families. It's kind of like a five family situation uh, with like the mob, you know. This sucks. Yeah, the comedy committee. Yeah, the comedy committee, and they uh, they're in charge of things. They make every open mic list in town. They're, they're powerful people and they're like look aaron like you know you've served comedy well over the years but uh we got to suspend you for a year okay like sorry it's just think of it like michael jordan retiring because of uh gambling you know like, you, you ever hear that conspiracy theory i'd be so mad they're like okay well, what it is is that uh i guess michael jordan was gambling a lot and losing a lot and it was kind of affecting like the image and so uh you know david stern told him that he, uh, he'll be suspended instead of being but instead of being suspended he'll retire and then come back in a few years so that'll kind of be like a silent suspension it's like it's weird you don't know that so he's like so anyway so i'll see, we'll see you in a year buddy you walk out what does, does that mean i just can't do stand up what you does can't that stand up for a year what about other stuff no nothing related to comedy <coughs> no podcasts no stand-up, no sketches, no improv, none of that fucking shit. All right. You're also not allowed to watch any comedies. No, I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm no. But the comedy committee. They, I don't give a fuck what the comedy committee says. You know what I mean. What does that even mean? That's not a real thing. I run shows. Like, they're yeah. my shows. I'm not, no, I'm not going to quit doing comedy. The uh, The committee is made up of uh, Michael Park from the Velveterum, um, John the door guy at Cap City, um, <laughs> Mason Pitluck, and... That's it. Those three. And they decide that you're suspended for a year. So No, I'm still gonna The three most powerful men in, in, in comedy. I'm still gonna go to There's do no shows. woman on, on, on the uh on the committee and why like you, like you be, point that out to them you know, and, and they're like why would they care? And they're like, Well, okay, and then they, they all make excuses and stuff, and you're like, Okay, whatever. But um so you so you're like you kinda walk out of there like I'm fucking on to them, you know? Mason Pitlock, especially that fucking sexist. So um you're just kind of hanging out and stuff, and uh, you don't really have a, a whole lot going on. And then uh, three days in your suspension, there's a, a knock on the door. Yeah. What do you do? I look through the people. And um, it's kind of strange. Standing there is uh, this deer, but he's standing on his uh, hind legs. Yeah. And he's like dressed like a mailman. 
Okay. And he's like holding like a uh, an envelope. It's bizarre. And he's looking down. Like he's he has like a watch. He's like he looks fucking impatient. I open the door. He goes, uh, yeah, uh, Brooks. I got a I got a package for you. Thank you, sir. Sign right here. I sign for it. Thank you. He's all right. Take care. Thank you. He uh, then you see him get in all fours and he like scampers back <laughs> yeah. to his like mail truck. Yeah, and he gets in. And as he drives off, like he sticks like a hoof out the window. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know how you know this, but you know he's giving you the finger. Why? I was nice to him. Yeah, but he, you know, you, you could have been nicer probably. Then you didn't even ask him how his day was going. So he was. He seemed impatient. I didn't want to. And like you, you know, hear, you hear him mutter, even over the sound of the engine, you hear him mutter like, "Been that fucking guy's mailman for the last nine years. Can't even say hello." I said hello. I just didn't want to get him all tied up in a conversation. He looked impatient. Now both hooves are out the window, and you know that's it's a unsafe. Double finger. Oh well, you know what? Fuck me. I guess. Yeah. You watch him drive away. Yeah. Good riddance. So what do you do? Uh, do you open the envelope? It's yeah. addressed to you. Yeah, I open the envelope. You open it up, and um, it turns out that you had a uh, an uncle, and he uh, recently died. And in his will, mom's he, side, dad's side. On your mom's side. Okay. Phineas. Phineas? Phineas. Phineas Thaddeus Brooks is his name. That's awful. Yeah. And like you like you kind of knew a little, little bit about this guy growing up, but like not a lot. Like he was kind of like this pretentious guy. He thought he was better than everyone, stuff like that. that like makes never sense. really hung out with him. Um, and basically it says in the will, uh, he left you a painting. Okay. And... The painting is currently on loan uh, at the at a museum, the Austin Local Museum of Art. Okay, and Austin photos. Local Museum of Art and photos. They have two separate sections. There's like paintings and sculptures and shit, and then there's photos. Paintings, sculptures, and shit, and then photos. Yeah, you don't want to mix them. Like it's it's a okay. long story. Okay, but you just don't. All right. There's like warring factions inside it, like Jesus. the different people who like sit on like the board. Some of them love photos, some of them love everything else, and they're they're split exactly down the middle. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, so basically, yeah. uh, they're, they're like, yeah, it's on loan to this uh, in this museum. Um, technically, it's yours. Uh, I think it's. I th- I'd like to see it stay there, but it's up to you. How much is it worth? It's probably worth about $8 million. I would sell it immediately. So, um, I mean, I have no tie to this guy. I'm not like, I'm not going to. I live in an apartment, Pat. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. I'm not just going to be a poor dude who has an $8 million painting hanging on a fucking wall somewhere. Yeah. I don't owe any. I don't owe this guy anything. Sure. I'm going to sell that painting at the first chance I get. So you go to the museum. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Turns out that uh, that was part of this exhibit that like all the money raised for it went to uh, orphans who can't smell with no sense of smell. God damn it. They were raising money for them. And uh, so that this kind of fucked them over a little bit, but whatever, you got your painting. So uh, you go there and um, the, the head of the museum is standing next to the painting. Yeah. Marvin Christopherson. He goes, hey, Marvin Christopherson. Yes, I am related to him. Uh, he goes, look, Mr. Brooks, is, is there anything I can do? 
to convince you to to keep this this painting here. Say, look, the orphans with the, no sense of uh, smell. I am not a wealthy man. I don't have the resources resources available to have such a valuable as, asset tied up. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Uh, maybe the museum could buy it. Maybe I don't. Maybe the new purchaser would be happy to own it and hang yeah. it here. I, I don't know. He's like, yeah, well, that won't happen. He goes, all right, well, Mr. Brooks, I'll just go uh, get the paperwork started. Thank you. And he starts to walk away, leaving you alone in front of the painting. And he turns around, he looks at it, and he goes, it is a beauty, though. He goes, you know, my uh, my parents actually met looking at this painting. That's beautiful. Yeah. He goes, oh, is it? He walks away. Yeah, it's be- that's a beautiful thing. You should be so lucky to have stood in front of it. For he years. just gives you the finger. Doesn't even turn around. Sorry, fuck me. I guess. Yeah, I have an eight million dollar painting sitting around. No, I'm gonna sell that painting. You turn, you look at it. It's a it's a painting of a rose, mm-hmm. and you kind of look at it, and you're like, wow, you, you didn't really, you weren't really paying attention to it while, uh, you know, you were talking to that guy. Yeah, but uh, you turn to look at it, and uh, you're like, wow, it is kind of beautiful, and you're like, man, it reminds me of uh, summers and. St. Louis. You think to yourself, man, I got to get back there soon. It'd be cool to meet everyone or, you know, visit with everyone. And then you turn, you look at the, at the, at the, at the painting and suddenly it's like the rose. It's almost like it's bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly you're like sucked through the painting. God damn it. Is this another rosy round, Pat? Is that where this is going? The rosy realm is. I go through a fucking eight million dollar painting. You soar through. It's almost like you're in like son of a bitch pitch blackness for a moment, and you think to yourself, "What the hell?" And you turn, and uh, floating next to you is this guy. Um, he, he looks like the outline of him. It's almost like it's like these these, these weird neon colors. You know, it's, it looks like he's he was almost drawn by crayon. He's got like a big cowboy hat, and he has the biggest joint you've ever seen in your fucking life. Yeah. He takes a deep drag and he looks at you and he goes, uh, hey there, Aaron. I'm the Cosmic Cowboy. Yeah. And he goes, have fun. He blows weed into your face and it like knocks you out, basically. That's how strong this fucking joint is. It's the biggest one you've ever seen. You wake up. Cool, man. And you're in East St. Louis. Okay. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're and you were thinking to yourself, it'd be great to go back and see everybody. Yeah. And you realize that you've like landed at a uh, like a restaurant in town. Uh-huh. It's uh, an Applebee's. And like a bunch of people that you knew in East St. Louis were in there. Okay. What do you do? Um You look down, you have a, a fifteen dollar gift card to Applebee's. East St. Louis was a couple towns over from me. Yeah. We didn't have like a lot of friends from there. But it's everybody from your hometown. They're all eating in an Applebee's in East St. Louis. It's the only Applebee's closest to them. There was this, uh, there used to be an Applebee's. I can't in, uh, tell you how wrong you are on this there one. There used to be uh, an Applebee's uh, where you grew up, but uh, yeah. a uh, Chili's moved in like across the road. <laughs> okay. And uh, that started this like huge fight between like, it really tore the, the city apart, to be honest with you, where people were like, I'm a, I'm a, Hey, I think it's the bee's knees. Then the guys go, hey, chill. 
Those like they're they're too like oh man, Pat, this sucks so bad. Other. And um, eventually, like the the two different restaurants like like burned each other to the ground. Jesus Christ, ten people died. Denny Denny comes out. Denny's comes out on top again. Yeah, Denny's. Yeah, he's on the other side of town. Just like a cockroach. Out. Yeah, can't get rid shit. of it. So um, it's 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 the the nearest Applebee's. So the people go there on like Friday nights and stuff to hang out, reminisce about all the good times. You know. Okay. So what do you do? Um, East St. Louis is not a traditionally very safe part of the city. Yeah, uh, I, w- I would leave. Where do you go? Um, I just so I just like flew in. You were transported got- through the painting. You look up, and the painting is like hanging on like an alley uh, wall. Uh huh. That fucking rose. I I would call a friend. Who do you call? Oh, man, I don't know. You feel you, you almost hear like a soft hum coming from the painting. We're all kind of in a weird oh no. You hear like a Oh hum. no. Hum. <laughs> <Chica, chica>. hum. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. Bow, hum. I, don't, do? I don't I leave. I go the opposite way that sound is coming from the opposite way Wait, so where do you go i would probably call like an uber so uh uber shows up yeah i would go to my mom's house yeah so uh you you, you jump into uh the uber yeah the guy starts uh driving you look down his name is l brandy uh l brandy el space brandy <laughs> like the brandy well, you don't know if it's Spanish or if it's you really know what if that's his name. You El really Brandy. know what, what the deal is. Yeah. So he he drives you to uh, your mom's house. And, is he a uh, good Uber driver? He's really bad. Is he's actually the worst Uber driver you've ever had? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, like when he's when he pulls into uh, your mom's uh, uh, house. Yeah. From the um, it's the damnedest thing from the road. Yeah. So there's the left lane, there's the right lane, and there's that middle lane that you like pass people on and stuff oh. like that. They widen the road. Yeah. Instead of getting to the middle lane, he just takes a hard left from the far right lane. <laughs> yeah. He bottoms out as he goes into your mom's driveway. It's kind of steep. He goes, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Man, sorry, old Brandy. I get out of his car and I laugh as he leaves. Yeah. He's fucking pissed. Sorry. He drives away. Uh, bolt of lightning hits the car and explodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. R.I.P. So uh, you, you go to your mom's house. She's like, Aaron, what are you doing here? Um, I don't know what happened. She goes, "Are you okay?" I'm. I said, "I'm fine. I, I, I'm okay." I. Uh, How'd you get here? I, I just is, talked to you earlier today. You I, were- yeah, I said this is gonna sound incredibly strange, and I want you to know that I am in clear of head. And yeah, uh, what I'm about to tell you is going to be absolutely shocking. She goes, "Go on." I said I was transported here uh, to East St. Louis, and I took an Uber uh, from there to home. And I have no idea how I got to East St. Louis. She's like, wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. She goes, hey, um, Aaron, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, come on in. I, I, well, why don't you lay down? Yeah, I would, say I, I would appreciate that because I feel very strange. She goes, yeah, I'll, you know, go, go lay down. I'll, I'll, I'll make you a nice uh, dinner tonight. Like, let's we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. Okay. And uh, you go into your your childhood uh, bedroom, yeah, and walk in. 
you close the door, you hear her just be like, oh, I don't know what's going on with my dear Aaron. But it vexes me. <laughs> she walks away. And you're like, that was weird. Yeah. And so uh, you, you jump into uh, your bed and you uh, you lay down. It, uh, it's this, it, you just, just as you remember from yeah. growing up, yeah. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sheets on the bed. Okay. Let's not get too deep. You jump in and uh, you kind of lay down and you go, man, I don't know what's going on, but you know what? I'm glad to just be in my, my childhood home. And you lay down, and on the ceiling is that fucking painting. God damn it. That red rose. And you hear a hum. What the fuck, Pat? Skip a doo Hum. What do you do? I don't know. I stare at it. I just stare at the painting. Do you try to, like, travel to the painting again? No, I wouldn't, because I don't know where the fuck it's going to take me, Pat. Right. You know? So I don't know. I, is, am, I, is, am I in, like, present day on that? What timeline is it? It's it's still the, it's that same day. It happened instantaneously. And what's allowing me to travel through through space? Like, what's what's allowing me to do that? You don't really know? Yeah. But you look down, and on your left wrist, suddenly... There's like this weird birthmark that looks just like a rose. <sighs> okay. And it's glowing pink. What do you do? I I don't know, Pat. I look at it. You look at it and you think to yourself, like, this is crazy. What am I doing here? And you're like, God, man, I wish I was just back home. And then you look up and it's almost like the rose has gotten bigger. Yeah. And bigger. And suddenly you're sucked through in that infinite blackness. Oh, shit. You smell that joint. The cosmic cowboy returns. You instantaneously pop through. You're back in uh, Austin, like you, like you. You're back inside that uh, museum. Yeah. And uh, the guy walks back with the papers, and he's like, "Okay, well, just sign here, and the painting's yours." And he gives it to you. What do you do? Oh, man, I say, you know what? Let me think on this. And he goes, "Oh," and he looks so relieved. He's like, "Oh, man." Thank you, Mr. Brooks. Man, I got to be honest with you. If you had walked out with that painting, they would have fired me. I have 15 kids. Uh, okay. Uh, Do you have any kids, Mr. Brooks? I am childless. Thank you. And he goes, okay, well, I'll, I'll talk to you this week. And as he walks away, you hear him mutter to himself. That was a fucking weird way to put it. All right. So uh, you go home and you're like, I think I'm just going to like go to bed, you know? And uh, you crawl into uh, your bed. Uh, and you kind of just like close your eyes, but it's hard to fall asleep. <coughs> you open your eyes and uh, on the wall is that fucking painting. Okay. And you go, well, what do you do? I would conduct a series of tests. Yeah. I would see if I could travel with anything through it. I'd find the limits of it. Like, what happens if I have a dog under my arm and I go back in time? Does the dog come with me? Is the dog okay? So uh, anywhere you think of, you travel to in that present time. Yeah, but like, can I take the dog with me? Yes. It, it doesn't appear to have suffer any kind of ill effects from it. 
I would make sure I could take people back in time too. Well, you're not traveling through time. You're traveling through, through space. Yeah. yeah, I would take people with me too. Who would you, like? Who would you think to take? I would. I would tell a close group of friends what I could do and see if anybody wanted to. I would show them. But like like that night, you would you would text someone or what would you? Uh, probably pretty quickly. Okay. I would say, hey, here's what's going on. This is strange. Yeah, I'd have to have I'd have to bring them to the, my place. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't text them. I said, I need you to come, and I w- I would text a handful of people. And they're all like, okay, uh, yeah, we'll 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 be by in a few minutes. Everything okay? Yeah, everything's great. They go, okay. Well, okay. Well, I'll I'll see you soon. So I would, when they got there, I would tell them what I could do. So before they get there, you think to yourself, like, man, this is a crazy night. And yeah. you turn, and suddenly these two arms come out of the painting, grab you by the shoulders, and pull you through. What the fuck? And you're traveling that infinite black space. What the fuck? For a moment, you hear the uh, giggle of the cosmic cowboy. Yeah. You open your eyes, and it's like you're in this weird, like, uh, like almost like fantasy realm. And standing in front of you is this guy. Uh, he's dressed like uh, kind of like Merlin, you know, yeah. like a sorcerer. Uh huh. Purple robe with roses on it. And he goes, "Hello, Aaron. My name is Stardust, the Space Wizard. Yeah. And welcome to the Rosy Realm." You look around. It's like what you expect when you think of like fantasy novels and stuff like that. You know, yeah. castles, trolls, uh-huh. shit like that. Archers, knights. Yeah. What do you do? You look down, and that fucking rose on your wrist—it is like burning. It doesn't hurt, but it is bright as hell. I would say, why the fuck am I here? Why am I here? Stardust, the space wizard, goes. Aaron, we need your help. The Lanalax Corporation is trying to destroy. The rosy realm. And you're the only one who can save us. You, the traveler of the rose. And then everyone around you stops what they're doing and they take to one knee and they all say at the same time, the traveler of the rose. You get a little turned on. Yeah, that seems like a pretty powerful moment. Yeah. He's like, Aaron, you're the only you're you're the the chosen one. You're the only one who will be able to uh take our sacred weapon and defeat the Landlines Corporation. He goes, will you help us? What the fuck do you want me to do? They go, we need you to pull our sacred weapon that only the chosen one, the Traveler of the Rose, can lift. And you need to lead our armies against the Landlax Corporation before I'm, they destroy the Rosy Realm. I'm not a soldier at all. At all. I don't know why you keep doing this to me. But like, I'm the I'm like a fat... <laughs> slow 34 year old dude like why why not anybody else and they go because you're the traveler of the rose then everyone does the same thing they go to one name but that's the other name stop stop doing that and they go look aaron you're the chosen one you're the only one who can lift our sacred weapon and lead us into battle with you at at the helm aaron We'll defeat them. I, as is written in the book of Toth, book seven, chapter 69, verse 420. I go, look, guys, 
I work in a call center. I'm a stand-up comedian. I am not a soldier. I'm not proficient in any weapon type. I am not athletic. You know, like I'm just like I'm not a soldier. And they go, "Bring him to the weapon." And uh, a bunch of like these like Arthurian-looking knights, they grab you and not roughly, but they definitely like move you forward. They lead you to this like a uh, lake. And yeah. right by the lake, stuck in a boulder. It's what appears to be a golden battle axe. Okay. And they go, only the chosen one can lift Toothnasher, the sacred battle axe of the Rosy Realm. Once wielded by the mighty hero, Bone Tooth the Bloody. What do you do? I would say I want to see somebody else try to lift it. Okay, the biggest knight who's there walks yeah. over. He braces his leg against the rock. Yeah. He grabs the fucking handle of his axe. Uh-huh. He pulls so hard his arms rip off. Jesus Christ. The axe doesn't move. Man. And they go, oh, my God. And then he goes, yells, just kill me. And then someone comes over and chops his head off just out of, like, mercy. Wow. That sucks. That's intense. There's blood everywhere. Well, can they clean that up? They don't really have, like, cleaning supplies in fantasy realms. (sighs) What do you do? I mean, I guess I go grab the axe. You grab that axe, and you just think to yourself, all right, here goes nothing, and you lift. The axe comes out of that rock. So it's 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 like a knife coming out of butter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It comes out so easily. And yeah. you hold it like a loft above your head. And for a second, you feel the best you ever have. You feel like energy coursing through you. Yeah. A bolt of lightning comes down and hits the axe. You just it makes you feel even better. The air crackles around you. You find yourself slowly levitating off the ground. Yeah. And Stardust goes, I told you he was the chosen one. Aaron, Sir Aaron, lead us into battle. What do you do? I'm levitating. Do I have other powers? I mean, there's like energy coursing through you. I mean, yeah, but does that that mean that I'm like stronger or? You feel amazing. And you feel the strongest you ever have. (sighs) You point your axe towards like a, like a, a nearby forest, a like a like a column of fire comes out of that fucking ass. All right, that's pretty cool. Then yeah, I would. Sets a, and then they go, oh no, it's on fire, and you kind of wink, and then you like hit the uh, the uh, handle of the axe to the ground. It starts to rain, puts the fire out. Yeah, you lift the axe up, the rain ceases. There's lightning in your fucking veins. Yeah, then I would. Your dick go. is it's gotten like three inches bigger. Okay, doubling up. What do you do? Um, uh, I mean, I I don't know. What do you want me to do? They go. Will you lead us in 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 battle against the Lanalax Corporation? Yeah, I guess I have this magic axe, and so um, you shoot columns of fire and put rain on things. Yeah, and and then so you blink, and suddenly like. 
all like the the whole army of the rosy realm is in front of you okay? okay a lot of human beings with like um you know spears and stuff like that they have their own axes swords knives things like that there's different like mythical beasts you know what i mean there's like a dragon yeah. man um uh, bigfoot's there there's all these different like uh creatures and they're all awaiting your command wow. what do you say to them before you take them into battle i say friends Today's the day that we vanquish this great threat. Today's the day we take back our own destinies. Hell yeah. And they all yell, hell yeah, back at you. You turn. You Now you're, now you're like 30 feet in the air. Okay. The energy around you is crackling with okay. electricity. You turn, you uh, point towards the Lanalax Corporation's base that they have in the Rosy Realm. Okay. And you uh, scream as you search forward. If Valhalla awaits, then today shall be a fine day to die. Oh, no. Everyone's like, yeah! (laughs) You lead them into battle. The battle lasts like three minutes. Yeah. Uh, Lance Corporation, they have like guns and like laser weapons and bombs. You guys have like spears. And like like the most advanced weapon you have is the axe. And like, so they basically kill everyone uh, on your side. They Great. mow them down with like machine Great. guns and Great. flamethrowers and bombs and stuff. Great. Um, I tried to go for it. Great. They shoot the axe out of your hand. It just goes flying. You fall to the ground. Yeah. A tank rolls over you. God damn it. And you're crushed to death in the rosy realm. Jesus Christ. Which is then taken over by the Landlax Corporation. <sighs> that fucking sucks, Pat. <laughs> they all died. Yeah. That sucks. 